Blog Talk Radio. One, two, one, two, three, four. Welcome to the Joe Wu Career and Life Show, where we discuss everything career-related, life-related, whatever it is, Joe Wu can answer for you. Hey, everybody, it's Joe Wu. Welcome back. Happy July 5th, 2016. And I'm very excited today because we have a repeat guest and one of my favorite guests and truly, I think, a genius uh, right now, Ryan Stuman, Hardcore Closer. He'll be on in just a few minutes here, but uh, I interviewed Ryan last year when I first started this journey with this podcast, and I think like anybody, you know, when you start out doing initial interviews and initial things, it was like a tennis match, kind of back and forth, so I really wasn't good at interviewing, and learned a lot from the interview, and obviously learned a lot in sales from from Ryan, and it's amazing to see him grow and actually um, hardcore closer business really uh, take off. So it's really cool to see that. So we're going to talk to Ryan in a few minutes here, find out what's going on, uh, get some good tips and tricks from him, and figure out how to be a sales rock star and just how to nail it in sales every single time. So hope everybody had a great 4th of July holiday weekend. I just got back from vacation in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, my first time in Myrtle Beach, believe it or not. And it wasn't exactly great. You know, it was a great vacation to spend with family and friends, but you know, the drive from where I live in uh, outside of Wilmington, Delaware, down there, going down was nine and a half hours. Coming back was like 13 hours. It was insane. And obviously, two kids in the car, not a lot of fun. So, and I like to drive straight through, just get it done. You know, I'm a closer. So <laughs> that's the thing. But uh, that was, um, it was fun though. Spent some good time with family. It was in the ocean and uh, it was just kind of good to recoup a little bit. And with it being mid year, had a chance to sit and focus on my, my goals, where I'm at, where I'm going, things like that, everything career related. And, what I'm doing here with um, the whole Jobu concept and it's really starting to take off. And I think I'm just a few short months away from this really breaking through. Um, but it's going to be exciting here in just a minute or so to get to talk to Ryan Stuman, hardcore closer. Uh, so as you guys know, Ryan Stuman, I believe is the top salesperson out there right now really do. Um, and that's with people out there, heavy hitters like Grant Cardone um, and a few others, but, Ryan just brings it every single time. I mean, if you're out there, you just see um, his heart and soul into the business. And he gives so much tremendous value out there. Um, you know, he's got his uh, sales talk professional group on Facebook. And we'll post all this contact information too. But it's truly amazing um, the value he brings. He brings a lot of free content. And, um, you know, it amazes me how the value he delivers really. And, you know, the price of his programs I think are pretty reasonable. Um, he's got some updated programs and new programs we'll kind of talk about too. So uh, it's going to be a lot of fun here in just a few short minutes. Just to switch topics for just a minute, um, the presidential election, which obviously impacts career and life quite a bit, uh, is really uh, kicking into high gear with the conventions coming up, uh, Democratic Convention in Philadelphia coming up here in a few weeks, and then the um, Republican Convention coming up in Cleveland. So it's going to be uh, – interesting run with Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton, so we'll see how that impacts it. But let's go ahead and bring Mr. Ryan Steumann himself on the line. Hey, Ryan. Hey, what's going on, man? How are you? What's going on? How are you, bud? Welcome back. 
Yeah, hey, so were you just talking about some political stuff? You were over here uh, talking about Trump and Clinton and things in the convention. You one of those, like, active political guys or what? No, nah, not really. So, But it, it's something that definitely impacts, um, you know, I think careers and, and kind of what I do. So, um, you know, something gotcha. I like to kind of bring that up. Makes sense. But it's, uh, yeah, you know, I'm not into it. A lot of, a lot of BS and a lot of um, crazy stuff out there. But, uh, you know, it's, it's fun. Some fun stuff out there. But like we've talked about before, Trump's definitely a closer with what he does out there. Truly amazing how, he, uh, how he's nailed it out there. Yeah, he's still strong, man. Still, uh, still strong. You know. Yep. Uh, absolutely. It's crazy to see, crazy to see the times that we live in, dude. But hell, I'm enjoying it. I got my popcorn. Might as well, like you can't. Bugs Bunny says it best, man. If you can't beat them, join them. <laughs> so I'm just gonna yeah, sit exactly. back and make sure that I don't cross uh, either one of their paths, man. I don't want to piss either one of them off, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That's the same way I'm gonna sit back on the 50 yard line, get my popcorn and beer, and I'm ready to watch an interesting show here. So it'd be really cool, but yeah, uh, it's good to have you back, man. I'm trying to make enough money to buy my own politician. I figured they're all for <laughs> sale. Why not? Like, instead of being a dumbass, why don't I just buy one of them? I don't know how much they cost, but I'm working on saving up for it. I was going to say, yeah, exactly. You got, uh, you know, close them out, man. You do it well, do it perfectly. So it'll be great. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> uh, it's good to talk to you, man. And welcome back. I appreciate you taking the time to uh, join me here. It's really cool. Yeah, it's the end of a long day for me, man. I've had a jam-packed schedule all day long, Joe. Yeah, oh, I know. I mean, I just see you on Facebook, and I see you everywhere, and it's amazing. You're here, there, everywhere. I mean, the amount of work you put into this is, is, you know, what I tell people. It just, just follow Ryan. It's like follow what he does. And, you know, you see so many entrepreneurs out there that I think kind of half-ass at times, and you're just out there crushing every single day. I mean, you're up. I mean, I'm getting up around the same time as you in the morning. I see out there posting stuff. You're up late at night. And, and that's what you got to do. And, and that's the thing I try to coach people on is it's people think they can kind of fly this by. But, I mean, you, you got you to nail it every day. You got to work your ass off. And that's what you do. So um, you know, I just appreciate, you know, um, what you bring because it's, it's amazing to follow you and to watch you. And I've learned a lot in this last year since I really started my journey. So it's really cool. Awesome, man. Awesome. What you want to talk about today? Yeah, so let's get into a little bit. So I know when we first did our interview, um, you know, last year, almost probably to the day. Um, what's really what's what's really changed? That's kind of a loaded question. What's real? What's really changed in your world? Well, you know, a lot. Uh, I'm leaving the penthouse tomorrow uh, for a house, and that's so, right. uh, so that's a big change. Uh, you know, our, our business has evolved. Uh, I'm sure right. that we, well, I know for a fact we have grown a lot over the last year and, uh, and we've added new products and, um, the way that I do business has, has changed in the last year as well. I'm more focused on, uh, buying traditional businesses and making smart investments, uh, than I am on actually growing the digital businesses that I have. Right. That's very cool. It's funny how, so, like, as you step into different realms, your priorities change, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I've kind of seen that with myself where, you know, things start to shift a little bit. You make a 10-degree shift or focus on something a little bit different, and, you know, things quickly change. So that's, um, that's pretty cool. So what, what's been the biggest challenge then for you? You know, obviously, it's been a lot going on, but what, what's sort of your biggest thing that kind of really got to you this year that you overcame? Well, that's a good question. You know, uh the biggest challenge for me is always, uh, you know, being able to scale uh, people, my, my my business. You know, it's it's hard to find, even though I'm a sales trainer, 
it's hard to find and train good salespeople because yep. you know I, it's easy to find good salespeople as clients. They're already making money in their job. It's hard to entice good salespeople away from a good job to come over and do stuff for us. So you know, sales department's been pretty hard. I've had to outsource and train my tech. So you know, really just training people to do jobs that I used to do has been the biggest struggle. Uh, but you know, at this point. I've got four people in a management position uh, that I've duplicated wow. myself, and and they're doing things for me. But it, but that was a big struggle. That was the biggest one that I had to overcome for sure. Yeah, I was going to say, and that's and that's really key. You bring up a really good point there of you know really training people to do some of the things you do, not necessarily put yourself out of business, but put you a little bit above the business so you can continue to grow. And I, I see so many people. You know, including myself, when I started, I was like, oh, I got to do all these things. And then you got to start thinking, okay, how can I, you know, give some people to do some things, even outsourcing some stuff to kind of, you know, free up your time to do other things. So that's, that's a really great point that you bring up. Well, I find it works like this, man. Uh, first, you have to get the numbers, right? You have to get the, uh, you have to prove yourself because uh, yep. there's the same people that will, like, there's a lot of people out there that you can go to and bullshit and they'll promote your stuff and then they'll be shocked when it doesn't convert and you lie to them and all that. Right. But, you know, I've built this business to where, you know, the numbers didn't lie. And so it allowed me to go to somebody and present to them, uh, things in a very transparent way, you know, but I had to fire myself, uh, from every job because you, you can't skip the numbers at first. You have to do the work. There's, there's really two levels, uh, that we say, at at Break Free Academy, we say there's two levels. You know, so you've got hustler and high paid. And right. you have to go through the hustle mode before you can become high paid because that's where you get your experience. And yeah. so I, I had to do all this work myself. You have to do all that work yourself so that you know what all that work is to do. And then, then you just start firing yourself from each position. I hired Lindsay. Right. She started doing some shit that I didn't want to do. Then I hired T- uh, Pat. He started doing some shit I didn't want to do. And then I've just replaced myself all along the way to where I only do. I started this business, so it's only fair that I do the things that I like about it only, you know? Right. Yeah, exactly. And and I see so many people just, you know, they're, they're I mean, working 18, 19 hour days and killing themselves and they look like, look like death warmed over them. But, you know, I like, I like your approach, kind of how you said it, firing yourself and, you know, getting people in there to do some of the things you don't like to do and some of the time consuming things too. So that's great. You've expanded well, you your know, team. If I awesome. make- if I make a million dollars from every digital product that we launch, then why in the hell would I be, you know, doing the technical side and building the funnels and stuff like that? Why wouldn't I be creating the content for the program and train somebody, you know what I mean? Because the the program may take me two days to build, whereas the funnel may take, you know, weeks and and testing and everything else. And that stuff that, you know, I could be leading the charge, right? And one thing that I've noticed is that, if I create the content and I write the emails and I'm always like running the Facebook side of things, that's what drives the machine. Uh, and yep. those are the things that I need to be focused on. I don't need to be focused on, you know, selling our digital products to, to people, which I used to do all the sales, you know, and I'm not above yep. sales and I still do the high level sales, but I don't need to be doing $99 sales anymore. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I get to focus on writing, making videos, the things that drive, drive the, the traffic in and, you know, and the things that I really enjoy the most, I, I didn't get into this to where I could, you know, honestly go and, and make funnels and test ads and all that. I got into this because I love to write about sales. I love to talk about business. And I, I like to, you know, help people make money and get results, right? I've got a, 
a unique brain that allows me to see things outside of uh, normal people's perspective. And, and, you know, that's why I'm in this to use it. And so as I've outsourced each, each individual, you know, thing that wasn't really serving that purpose, it's uh, made life a lot easier for me and I think the clients, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. So, where do you see sales, you know, shifting towards, you know, what are some of the trends out there right now that you're seeing, you know, people gravitate and go towards in sales? Yeah. So what, well, you know, uh, sales is definitely still being done by the phone, but not with phone calls. Right. Uh, sales is, is being based around permission these days. And we're, we're actually in the middle of, uh, well, not in the middle where it's the finishing points of putting together a permission based sales program. Uh, yeah. and, 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 you know, sales is evolving the sense of there's the do not call list, the can't spam act, the FTC, there's like all these things that keep people from getting bothered. They're trying to tell you something. And so yeah. I think these days sales is about being discovered and more of a, it's going to be an inbound approach because they're going to make, they're going to find a way to block cold calls. It's going to happen. And what's going to happen is people are only going to reach out to salespeople through like Google or Facebook or somewhere yep. that they've been referred uh, or advertised to. And it's going to change the game, right? And if you don't, like, you can either go to work for the people that get it figured out, or if you don't want to work for somebody, you can become one of the people that figures out how to generate inbound lead because that's how it's going. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you too. And I, I think, you know, especially you bring up the great point of, you know, probably, you know, blocking a lot of the sales calls with so much of the garbage that goes on there, you know, get those rate calls, hey, lower your rate. And it's a kind of a scam where you get the, uh, you know, the people now calling about the IRS scam from overseas, or hey, we're calling from the Windows department on your phone and or on your computer. And that stuff drives me nuts. And I, I really see I agree with you, I really see things going down that path of, of the window closing on, I think, on the cold call, uh, pretty much. And, and I, you know, I, I agree where I think things are going. Um, and, you know, I think, as I saw online earlier, you talked a little bit about, you know, artificial intelligence and, and automation. And in my career in corporate America, I worked for companies that did a lot of automation. Do you see some sales kind of shifting towards a little bit of automation or AI, or are we not ready for some of that yet? Yeah, you know, we're already doing virtual home tours in the real estate business. Right. Uh, you know, where you like, you can do artifact, you can put the goggles on and tour a home. The Altman brothers do it in LA. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, right now it's a feature that's in high end properties, but it's only, you know how it is. It's just like big screen TVs. They were in at mansions first and then us poor folk got them. You know what I mean? Right. And so it's uh it's the same thing with this. And I see a lot of people that get paid a lot of money that there's greedy people that want to cut out. And yeah. it's, it's, in the, we could go both ways. You know, we could have some sort of utopia where robots do all sorts of cool shit for us, or what's most likely happened since the dawn of time is a few people are going to own a lot of industries and basically, uh, well, you know, who knows? We could be starving or it could be awesome. I, I don't know. But I know this, that, you know, real estate agents, they've been trying to replace them forever. Uh, car yep. salespeople, they've been trying to replace them forever. Insurance people, they've been trying to replace them forever. And will there always be a need for those people? Probably not, right? I mean, I'd like to yeah. say there's always going to be some level of service, but eventually they're not going to fucking need you at all. And exactly. so like I said, that's just, that's just how it's going to be, right? And so, yeah. you know, what I started doing was looking at it is like, okay, so how can I get in on these things that replace these people, right? So, yeah. hey, if you can't beat them, join them. It's going that way, so you got to ride the wave. And as sad as it is, right, it puts my business out of out of business too, right? If there's no more people in sales, then shit, the hell do you need a sales trainer for? <laughs> right. 
And, exactly. And so, I, I mean, I'm one of you guys that I'm sitting here, crit- you know, not being critical about, but I mean, I'm one. Like, I'm one that my job is at Jeopardy too. And uh, yeah. if I'm wrong, then awesome, right? If I if I'm right, then at least I'm prepared. Uh, yeah. I'd rather be, you know, wrong and prepared than than you know, uh, right and not prepared. And so, you know, I believe that that things. I mean, think about it. You're going to be able to push a button on your computer and yep. take a virtual tour of whatever house you're thinking about buying. Uh, if you want, when you move into the house, it's going to be, you know, a scan your fingerprint to the door and they let you in. Uh, right. I mean, we're we're ahead of these things. But there's a the other day on BuzzFeed. There's a bed that makes itself as soon as you get out of it. I mean, there's all these things that that are replacing uh, our need for stuff. And will there be other things? Right, because we'll eventually need something. Maybe we run robots or whatever. But at the same time, like sales is definitely changing. And you know, there's a lot less salespeople on the in in the field today because you can go to uh, Best Buy and they don't necessarily need a sales representative there to sell you all that stuff anymore. You can go buy it online. You never even have to right. see a salesperson. Right, yeah. the the robots are the sales pages, right? The ro- the robot yeah. is Amazon.com, and that that's the trend, you know. And it, and and it's because we salespeople we make a lot of money. Mortgage guys make yeah. hundreds of thousands of dollars. Real estate people, insurance people, car average car sales guy makes seventy five grand a year. You know, people that sell stuff, we get paid a lot of money. And and greedy business owners have always been trying to, you know, they cut our commissions. They cut us out on the street. You know, they want us to sell stuff and they want the results, but they don't like paying us. And they're always looking for technology and stuff like that. And you know what? And I get it because when you own a business, you have payroll taxes and all this other stuff. But we, the salespeople, we're not the ones that put that in place. That's the people from HR and the freaking minimum wage right, owners exactly. over there that, that did that. And we're the victims of it, even though we're really the breadwinners when it's all said and done. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and like it's just sad to office see. Or some shit, huh? I, I love it, man. No, I, I love your passion. I mean, you can definitely hear it. And, and I agree with you. And I think being in that sort of automation space, I mean, I've already seen that in customer service and call centers, you know, where they're really saving money. So I, I think we're – like you said, I mean, you're seeing some of that now. But I think we're really close to that that big shift, um, that big shift coming. But you know, what I like too is I like how you're always evolving. You know, and it seems like you're kind of like, hey, let's go down with the fight. You know, instead of just sitting back and being passive, you know, trying to uncover the new things. And I like um, how you created, you know, the new program called uh, Phone Funnels. So can you tell our listeners what exactly Phone Funnels is and and how does it really change the game? Because I think it really does. Well, you know couple things you know all, you always have to evolve warren buffett doesn't own the same stuff today that he maybe owned 30 years ago right he doesn't make right. the same investments and do the same stuff right you always have to be evolving to to the trends out there and uh phone funnels is one of the trends that's that's one of my uh strong points is i spot trends before a lot of other people i i was saying yep. that uh facebook was going to be a place where you can make millions of dollars as a consultant long before most people picked up on that. Matter of fact, most people would tell me to leave their office and stuff like that. And uh, I was on funnels and squeeze pages long before most people even knew what that was. And now I believe that phone funnels is that next uh, thing that I've been right twice. And I believe that I'm right again. And I've tested the results and I know that it's worked for me. And the the hundred or so people that we've sold the program to so far. Uh, but basically, you know, the average person's on their phone four hours plus a day. And, you know, when you're staring at something that much, it just makes sense that that you want to be on that phone everywhere you can. And my program teaches people 
how to, you know, have an app on their phone, how to create an app. It's a dirt cheap way to create the most customized, coolest app you'll ever have. Uh, you can yep. get one mine on your on your phone if you'll text CLOSER to 44222. Uh, teach yep. you how to run ads on mobile devices like Instagram, Facebook, uh, you know, LinkedIn, where, you know, when people are on their phones yeah. scrolling through these apps, they see your advertisements. And it's all about getting people into your ecosystem so you can sell them some stuff. Uh, yeah. or, or whatever it is that your objective is through the phone. Because here's the thing. People don't talk on the phone anymore. It's right. not a common thing anymore. People text. They chat. They shoot videos yep. back and forth. They do all these things where we don't talk on the phone. It's considered archaic in the uh, evolution of communications <laughs> we humans are, are using, right? And uh, exactly. just like people don't use Morse code anymore, right? People don't use Morse yeah. code, and people are using the phone less and less. It's going the same way. People don't use beepers anymore. They were cool as shit right. at one time. <laughs> Yeah, and and so, uh, you know, and people just don't talk on the phone anymore. We're getting better and better at communicating with our hands. And if you've looked at any futuristic video, uh, the aliens always have like darked out glasses, <laughs> right? Like they, right. you know, and they and they have like enlarged brains where we, you know, maybe embedded a phone or something like that, and they don't talk, you yeah. know. And so, uh, and and I'm not, you know, again, I'm not some like conspiracy nut or whatever, but I'm saying, hey, there's the trend. <laughs> We're headed that way with technology, right? Oh yeah, these, absolutely. These ad- advanced beings that we've designed through our, you know, movies and books and stuff like that. Uh, that's who we wanted to be in all reality. Right. And so we're headed that way. Yep. And I, I believe that, you know, uh, phones, uh, you know, won't be long. The only people that will use desktop computers will be people like me uh, who do it professionally design websites and things like that. Right. And maybe even a point sooner than later where you can do that stuff from your mobile phone. Right. I mean, we're pretty much coming dependent on this thing, oh, yeah. and it's going to become something that's on our wrist and something that's on our our eyes at all times. <laughs> exactly. And, yeah. You know, and, and those things already exist as well. So you know, it's just a good idea to be on people's phones. That's what they're on all the time. You go to any public place, any car, people are staring at their phones. So it makes yep. sense as an advertiser uh, as an advertiser to uh, get on people's phones, and that's what Phone Funnels teaches. You you can go to uh, phonefunnels.co and uh, check it all out. But that's the thing. It teaches you how to totally take over someone's phone, no matter what app they're in. You can run advertisements, no, no matter what, you know, you sell. Uh, there's a way to get, you know, the demand built up around people being on the phone without calling them, right? Yeah, that's awesome. No, and you bring up some great points with that too, you know, Instagram and, and LinkedIn. I think you know, a lot of people are somewhat common with the, you know, the Facebook ads, but for me, you know, kind of, getting out there a little bit more, you know, really trying to hone in on the Instagram because that's still a huge platform. And, and I think the same with LinkedIn. So that's, uh, that's some really good stuff you bring to the table there. But yeah, I agree with you. I mean, that's, you look and anywhere YouTube. people are. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's huge. And um, you're absolutely right though. I mean, that's exactly what people are doing is their phones in their hand pretty much almost all day. And that's how I am, you know, you're in the middle of a meeting or something, you're checking your phone. I mean, I'm, I'm now editing some videos, putting some captions in on my, from my mobile phone. And I just never in a million years thought I'd be able to do all this stuff, but I think you're right. We're going to be pretty much glued to that, that sucker uh, quite a bit. So it's, it's, it's great. funny you mentioned the, the captions because here's the thing. Uh, people, more people are watching videos silently with what, like we like to read. <laughs> Yeah. Right, we do. We like to read, and more people are watching videos on silent on Facebook with the text over them. That like, if a video doesn't have text, it gets dropped at a, like an eighty percent rate. But if it like Gary Vaynerchuk, for example, he always has text over stuff. People will read that and never unmute it, especially yeah. for Gary. 
He's got a terrible voice. Him and Tony Robbins, they got great messages. They got the horrible voices, right? Oh, <laughs> so yeah. Maybe mine's yeah, terrible, exactly. too. I don't know. But they're just hard to listen to. Tony's talked so long. Uh, he's really yep. raspy, and Gary Gary's always angry, he sounds like. He's always yelling at me. I'm trying to learn yeah. some shit, man. Calm down. That's <laughs> exactly and, what it was. I was like, he's going off on a watching, rant. They're watching videos with text on top of them. Yeah. And those are the videos that are getting watched because we, we, we like emails, we like chat, we like text, and we like, to, we like videos with subtitles even though we're not deaf. It's just because we're so used to reading things all the time, it fits our habits. Yep. Yeah, no, absolutely. And that's a great point. And, and yeah, I'm doing that now myself. I'm like, same thing. I'm like, I keep it on mute and I'm like, wow, I'm actually watching this video, but I'm reading all the text. I'm like, this is weird. So I'm getting used to that. So it's, it's pretty funny yep. stuff. So I know this year you've gone through, you know, some, some pretty good adversity too. I think recently, you know, with the whole Facebook thing where they kicked you out for a little bit. I mean, I was disappointed to see that cause I'm like, come on, really? And then I know we, you know, we saw a couple of groups where people were trying to you know, take groups, or take people from you, from your groups. And that like just absolutely drove me nuts. And I, I went, wow, not because I'm like, that's crazy. You're, you're in essence really stealing. So, I mean, you know, I know it drove you nuts a little bit, but how, how do you remain focused? Because, you know, as the success comes, you see people trying to purge things and pick apart things. And, and it's like we build people up and, you know, some ways people want to tear you down. But how, how do you really deal with that? Because you obviously got to stay focused on your business and stay focused on driving things forward. So what's your what's your specialty there? How do I stay focused? Well, I have uh, I have a lot of responsibility, you know. I have uh, a lot of people that depend on me, and I can't. I, I'm one of those people that I don't owe anybody money. Right. I I don't uh, I don't go back on my word. You know, I, I remember the last time that I went back on my word, man. Uh, it was really hard. You know, it, it was a time in my life when I couldn't afford this house. I'd promised this investor that I would take care of his houses. And truthfully, the investor got really lazy and didn't do anything on his end, and I ended up doing everything type situation. You know what I mean? Right. And and, and it financially bankrupted me, man. I, I And the guy just like, he literally was just a taker. And, wow. you know, I went back on my word, and, and he ended up losing the house. But, you know, again, you know, I and, it, and I did everything in my power. Like the business partner that I had that brought the guy on board, he bailed out months ago ran through all my resources just because I don't like going back on my word. And so when someone comes in and, and joins my organization or becomes a client or whatever, I've given them my word that something's going to take place. And so that keeps me really focused, you know, because uh, not a lot of people can handle responsibility. You know, a lot of people get money or become a person of authority, like a celebrity or something like that. And they right. can't handle it. They hit upper limits and, and can't handle the responsibility. And, you know, it's it's my job, I believe, to to be that person that's responsible for the community and lead the change. And, you know, just like a preacher of a church or anything else, there's just a little bit higher standard that I have to uh, live by. And that's, you know, and one of those byproducts of that standard is staying focused and, and yeah. uh, on the future. I mean, that's what a lot of people pay me to do anyway. Yeah, exactly. That's a great point. Now, I, I've noticed too, like, you know, as I've been kind of scanning Facebook, I, I've seen, you know, a lot of bad programs out there. And I've, you know, I bought some, some really crappy ones in the past. And you know, they go along those same lines. I, I see a lot of regurgitation stuff out there. And, and it just drives me nuts. But are you seeing a lot of that out there too? Or, and, and what's the best way to kind of tell people, hey, you know, be aware of this stuff and, and make sure you're choosing the right types of programs. Obviously, hopefully they choose yours. And I wish they do, but you know, some people, sometimes you might not be a good fit. So how do you, 
how do you tell people to avoid some of those those bad programs that are out there? You know, that's a that's a really good question, man, because here here's the thing, like there's a lot of turds out there. There really is. Yeah. And you know, it's it's a funny world we live in, and I didn't know this until I got higher up the, the ranks in it, right? Uh, you know, they t- teach you things like, you, you don't pay attention, but they say never meet your heroes. And then one day you meet your hero, and you're like, the dude's breath stinks. He's shorter than you are. He's got a gut. You know what I mean? Like right. these things that, that, that they don't portray. You know, you meet Tom Cruise, and you think you, you meet, let's say, Stallone, and you think he's this big jacked-up dude. And then you find right. out that he's like five foot two and, and 160 pounds. And, and now I'm <laughs> yeah. not knocking Stallone or anything else, but I'm saying you just shouldn't meet your heroes. And over the years, meeting my heroes, not taking that advice because of them either, you know, sometimes even hiring me, oftentimes hiring me to help them at this point. Um, right. I realized that these people are fucking clueless. They're telling people how to do stuff. Even some of the higher paid ones are, are like telling people what to do and they have no idea. Uh, it's like you've got the top social media gurus got somebody behind the scenes doing all the stuff for them, right? Yeah. They're taking all the credit for it and someone else is doing the work. Uh, you've got yep. the top Facebook ad ad guys that, that don't run ads other for anything other than how to run ads. You know what yeah. I mean? They don't have a sustainable business or anything like that. And, and a lot of people being fake and, and it's rough. It really is. It makes the, my job that much harder because I've got to stand out from all that shit, first of all, and I've got to differentiate myself from yeah. that stuff. But more importantly, I've got to, I feel like i got to save the hood from making a mistake. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's and, amazing to see the crap. Yeah, and and so, you know, the thing that I can tell you is we can all we all have that sense of desperation, right? right. When someone talks to me, on the phone, it's a sales call. They can tell right off the grip that I don't give a shit if they buy or not, other than the fact that I want them to get results. I don't need the money. Right. Right. And it, it's about them. And there's been plenty, like hundreds of times, that I've said, hey, I'm not the right person for you. Holler at this person. Right. right. Because I, I really want the people that come to have a positive experience. I'm known as being an asshole in the hardcore closer and everything else, but I really do care. I really do. Yeah. You know, that's just a tough exterior to run away, cry, cry babies and whiny people and stuff like that, right? But, yeah. you know, if you've taken the time to get in contact with me, I, I really do care and want the best for you. And, and I will, you know, I send people to the best places possible. But, you know, when you're talking to somebody and they're saying all the right stuff, and this is, this is usually the, the, the person on the other end's problem. But if the right. person's trying to sell you all the right stuff, they're saying all the right things, that's just not how it goes, right? Yeah. It's never all the right stuff. If it is all the right stuff, it's all bullshit. And here's the thing. If that person sounds like you – know, we have this, this like sixth sense. If that person sounds like they'll say anything to you that you need to hear, dude, that, those are the first people that you need to avoid. Yeah. When when you're trying to buy a product, when you're trying to do something like that, you want to see somebody who's had firsthand success, first of all. And then second of all, you want somebody who has the attitude like, hey, man, I don't really need you. You know what I yeah. mean? Like this thing's trudging Great on point. with or without you. You see the results we have here. You know, nobody has to ask. If, if Again, just you know, using myself as an example because I try to lead by – I don't try. I lead by example is nobody has to ask how much money we've made this year. We talk about it in our group. You know, nobody yeah, has great. to ask what our results are. We post them in the group. Nobody has to ask who our clients are. They're freaking proud to be our clients, right? Yeah. And, and, 
you you have a lot of these guys that you know they say they do seven figure training and all this shit like that, and they have like nobody singing their praises. You know, yep. I had these guys today, just today, Joe. They said, "Hey, man, you know, uh, we looked up to create some controversy around your name, and there's just nothing bad on the internet about you." How the hell have you been in this business six years doing what you're doing, and there's nothing bad out there about you? And I said, man, we've done the right thing by everybody that's come through. That's yep. one. Oh, that's, a, that's great. And, yeah, and, and they, I, they literally, they were looking for ways to deny me. I think it was to be in Rolling Stone magazine or some <laughs> shit like that. And they were looking for ways to, oh, no, no, no. I know what it was. It was a lender. Even worse, it was a lender. Who, wow. I want to finance my, my people to be able to come to my $5,000 event. I want to get the right. 0% financing to be able to come to it. So I'm, I'm setting up a deal with the lender, and that was what the lender said. He's like, man, you know, we don't do these self-help BS programs, but we've looked all over the Internet. Holy cow, you have a stellar operation. Yeah. And uh, he's like, there's nothing bad about you. And I was like, dude, I don't own a reputation management company or any of that shit. I don't even do right. SEO. There's just nobody writing bad stuff about me because I'm not doing bad stuff to people. I'm doing to people exactly what I would expect done to me. And oftentimes, even when people are dicks to me, I still do what I feel is right because I've given my word, like I said in the beginning. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I agree with you on that point. That, that's a huge point is, you know, you go above and beyond. You deliver great value and you, and you, you keep your word, you know, everything you say. And, and I've seen that over the last years. I've gotten to know you. So that's uh, – that's great stuff, man. So I want to be cognizant of your time here. I know we're getting close to the end here. So I got one last good question for you here. And um, that question is, what career advice would you give to people just starting out their careers in sales? Like if you had one piece of advice for them, what would that be? Uh, you know, whether it be sales or anything, the best advice that I can give you is be the best at your job. You know, I've, yeah. I've lived an interesting life. And that life consists, you know, it all started back to working at a car wash. And I made the decision, the car wash was, was all I had at the time. And right. I made the decision to be the best employee of that car wash, period. Right? When you go to the restaurant and you see, or you go to the Walmart or, or Best Buy or anywhere, you know which person when you run into them is employee of the month. You know what I mean? You know the person. Yep. When you see that person, that's like they're there to win. They want to be the best at what they do, no matter what it is that they do, whether it's cashiering, whether it's being the nurse at the hospital, whether it's washing cars, they want to be the best. And that's what I was. And, and, and again, not to talk about me, but that showing up at the car wash that way allowed me to get in, somebody offer me a job in the mortgage business. And then that, you know, so on and right. snowballed into everything else. So that single advice is whatever job you get, and it doesn't matter whether it's sales or, or, you know, HR or anything, you know, Whatever job you, you get, set out to be the best in the world at that job and show up every day like you're a professional athlete. You know, when a professional athlete yep. goes to practice on Thursday before the game on Sunday, they don't half-ass practice. They work three times as hard in that practice as they do in the game because they know that's what it takes to have run at half-mass in, in the game. And so, yeah. you know, when you show up every single day to work ready to be the best person there, ready to go above and beyond, Take the, you know, that take the stairs mentality. Hey, I'm saving the company, you know, money by not taking the elevator and running up electricity. I'm taking the stairs. Once you have that mentality, you may think that people don't notice, but they do. And here's why, because oh, yeah. nobody else does it. Right. They may not say nothing to you because they don't want you to stop. But guess what? It yep. doesn't go unnoticed. And guess what? Guess who often notices it? People that don't work there and people that yeah, can exactly. offer you better opportunities. 
and people who want you in their org, they want somebody like you that's the shining star where you're at that's not appreciated to be the shining star where they're at. I was unappreciated right. at a car wash, but I still showed up every single day at level 10. That led one of the car wash customers, after years of working there, to say, I've been watching you for years. I want you to come work for us at the bank. I had no experience. That person took me under their wing and made me who I am today. Oh, that's awesome. That's great advice. Because wow. I showed up. That's what yeah. I would advise to your folks as well. Whatever it is, show up. Yep. You know, I was, with a, uh, I was with a, a, a young lady on a Saturday. We were out like big party at the boat <laughs> at the, <laughs> right. the lake. Right, it was a wild party. It was, it was awesome. And uh, she had mentioned she just graduated college, and you know, she graduated college a few years ago, a master's degree, and makes fifty-five grand a year. And she was like, you know, I'm really miserable. My job. I thought with a college degree, I was going to be rich. And, and all these other things, and, and I said, but here's the thing. If you're miserable at your job, chances are you're not showing up. Chances yeah, are exactly. you're showing up miserable, and, and that's why you're miserable there. You yeah, started showing up like this was the greatest job in the world. Guess what? You get the rewards, and it would be eventually. Yep. My goal at the car wash was to own car washes. Hell, I still want to own car washes. But that was my <laughs> goal it. back then. It was like, hey, I'm just going to work hard enough to own one of these damn things. It's going to be awesome. I may yeah, never be rich, awesome. but I'll own car washes, and I know what's up with them. Right, and so that's exactly. what I would recommend to you all as well. Exactly. That's awesome. Well, I appreciate it, Ryan. This has been another phenomenal interview, and I know it's been a been a long day for you. So thank you for bringing it hardcore here. Uh, it's always a pleasure to uh, to talk to you and interview, and obviously getting to know you on a little bit more personal level here. And I look forward to uh, taking some more of your programs as well. Uh, it's going to be great. Cool. Well, I appreciate you having me on, man. I'm about to disappear yep. and go eat some fried chicken for dinner. <laughs> Sounds great, Ryan. Well, thank you again so much. I really appreciate your time, and, and I'll talk to you soon. All right. Thanks, Joe. Take care. Bye. Yep. Bye-bye. All right. That was Ryan Stuman, Hardcore Closer. Wasn't that awesome? Wasn't that awesome to get to talk to him? You hear the passion in his voice. You hear um, you know, his heart and soul really into it, and he loves sales, and he loves it. And um, I think what's interesting with Ryan is, is that and I talk about this in careers. You've got to be proactive in your career. You know, so many people fly uh, in the in the uh, passenger seat of their career, as I always say, or they fly by the seat of your pants in a way. And you've got to be more proactive. Sure, you're not going to be able to anticipate every single thing happening, but you know, to Ryan's point here, you got to look at it as, you know, you got to see what the trends are. You got to see what's happening, anticipate because if you don't do that, uh, you don't anticipate, anticipate people's needs and anticipate the changes. Then you're going to be done. And it's the same thing in your career. You've got to anticipate these things and you've got to see and you've got to have that visualization. So Ryan truly, um, truly has that. And I think to his, um, you know, his last point here about his advice, you know, be the best at your job and show up every day. It's very simple advice. And what amazes me is, as I coach people, you know, people half ass it. They just show up and they just, you know, want to get paid. And that's not the way to do it. So if you're in something you don't like, get the hell out of it. Get, get to do something you want to do. Do what you do best. And, and that's key. Um, and, and I really liked how, you know, Ryan really brought about the changes, you know, with automation coming and artificial intelligence. I think we're just on the, uh, the dawn of that and wouldn't be surprised in the next year to see some sweeping changes in, uh, in sales. But uh, make sure to visit all of Ryan's information at hardcorecloser.com. Uh, we'll post all of his uh, links and information out there as well. But this has been a wonderful episode again. I hope you've all enjoyed it. And thank you again, Ryan Stuman and the Hardcore Closer team. You guys are the best out there. Um, appreciate you guys very much. 
Um, so that's actually it for the show. Um, so make sure, guys, to follow me on Snapchat at the Joe T H E J O E W O O. Go to the Facebook fan page at facebook.com forward slash Joe Wu fan page and connect with me on there as well. And uh, what's going to be great is over the next couple months, we're going to have some really great um, guests on again. We are uh, working on get Chef, Rob- Chef Robert Irvine coming on very soon. Uh, we're trying to nail that down. Hopefully, um, we'll have that nailed down in the next month. Uh, we were anticipating end of July, but his schedule changes so much that we're probably looking now mid-August and we'll work on a few other guests as well to get on that we can't disclose just yet, but more to come on that. So thank you all again for listening in and tuning in. This has been the Joe Wu Career and Life podcast show. Live amazing, everybody.